Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Basketball, working to defend Middlesex titles by Phoebe Gray. The Belmont High boys and girls varsity basketball teams hope to make it to the state tournament again this year, a goal that the boys team has already achieved. The girls must win three out of their remaining eight games in order to qualify for the tournament. Here's an update on the past week of games. Despite a week of uh, tough matchups and games, the Belmont High School girls varsity coach uh, Melissa Hart and junior captain Emma McDivitt have high hopes for the team moving forward. We have a competitive group and we have a talented group. But we are on the young side as far as how many years this group has been together. So there's a little bit of building that has to happen to get more experience on the floor. And we have to deal with the share, uh, a share advers- adversary a little bit more. But we will be there, said Hart, following the loss against uh, Lexington. McDivitt added... We are definitely a newer team, so we are still getting used to playing with each other. I think that we are really, we have really grown a lot with each other over the course of the season. So I think that we just need more time and to keep working hard in practice. The BHS uh, girls varsity basketball team faced off against Middlesex league rival Lexington on January the 21st. The game was a battle from the beginning, with both sides answering each other basket for basket. Lexington pulled away during the beginning of the third quarter, extending their lead to 11 points. However, the Marauders rallied during the fourth quarter, particularly due to standout performances from sophomore Nina Minicosi and freshman Sophie McDivitt, and cut the Minuteman's lead to a mere three points with 38 seconds left on the clock. In the end, Belmont was not able to overcome the deficit, and Lexington earned a 54-47 victory. On January 24th, uh, the girls' varsity team traveled to Winchester, where they soundly defeated the Sachems uh, 61-49. The girls' team also had the opportunity to play at TD Garden on January the 25th, where they were defeated by, Pembro- by the Pembroke Titans 56-40. Nina Minicosi led Belmont scorers with 10. A slow start for Titans for the Titans allowed Belmont to race out to a 7-2 lead. Pembroke responded with a 12-3 run to end the quarter to, to propel them out to a 14-10 lead after one. That lead was never relinquished. And now over to my colleague, Claire. Thank you, Bob. Tax Bill Sticker Shock by Joanna K. Juvalis. Many residents may be suffering from sticker shock when they look at their fiscal 2020 property tax bills. The bills now reflect the $295 million debt exclusion voters approved in 2018 for the new Belmont Middle and High School. 
While some residents believe the higher cost is mainly due to the increase in the assessed values of their homes, Robert Reardon, chairman of the Board of Assessors, says that is not the case. On December 18th, the Select Board approved the annual property tax rate for fiscal 2020 at $11 per $1,000 of valuation, which includes $0.58 cents for the debt exclusion for the new Belmont Middle and High School, according to Assessor Dan Dargan. This translates to $8,728,407 added to the total taxes to be raised to $101,318,561 for fiscal 2020. Reardon said the assessed value of the average median single-family home has risen 18% from $997,000 to $1,179,000, approximately a $1,300 tax increase. Broken down, about 50% of the $1,300 is for debt exclusions, including the middle and high school, Beach Street Center, Underwood Pool, Fire Station, Town Hall Complex, and Wellington Elementary School. And the other remaining 50% is for the 2.5% annual increase and the assessed value of the home. Anytime there's a large increase in taxes, people start focusing on the assessed value, says Ridden. But the main reason is because of the debt exclusion for the new high school, which was not on last year's tax bill, he said. According to Reardon, when determining the value of Belmont properties for the market value as of January 1, 2019, they look at sales that took place during the 2018 calendar year. In addition to sale activity, he said they also take into consideration location, condition, and features of the house and inspections by the assessors. As of January 17, 134 abatements have been filed according to Dargan. In 2019, there were 131 abatement applications filed, and 258 Belmont properties were granted abatements and exemptions, according to the town website. Michael Crowley, member of the school committee and Warren committee, said his single home's assessed value went up 22% compared to last year. He said he spent about three hours comparing his home's assessed value to homes on the assessor's property database, and he also compared his home's assessment to values of homes on Redfin and Zillow. On the assessor's database, he said he found three properties that seemed to be equivalent or bigger compared to his, and yet their valuations were much lower, including one home a couple of doors down from him, which is larger. Zillow lists his house at a midpoint of $852,000. Redfin was about $929,000. However, the assessor's valuation was $975,000. Based on his research, he said he decided to file an abatement. Reardon said once an abatement application is received, the Board of Assessors will review them and determine whether or not an abatement is warranted. The process takes about 90 days from the date the application is filed, said Reardon. Now, over to Max. Thank you, Claire. Food Italian Style by John Colas. The restaurant located at 136 Belmont Street in Watertown 
formerly known as Country Mile, is transforming into Ravello's. Owners Carol King and Steve Robinson made the change, bringing a seasonal Italian restaurant to the Belmont-Watertown neighborhood. King and Robinson have brought in a new partner and chef, Jeff Chinotta. Foodies may know Chinotta from his well-known Dorchester restaurant, Molinari's, which was featured on the Phantom Goree. Chinocata is known for his from-scratch cooking, authentic Italian flavors, fresh pasta, and wood-oven pizza. When asked about the location, Chinocata said, I love the area, I love the neighborhood. It's outside the city, but close to everything. I think it's a neighborhood that would appreciate quality scratch cooking. Chincata's earliest inspiration was his grandmother, of whom he recalls powerful childhood memories. As a six-year-old boy growing up in Waltham, he would visit her all the time. She spoke no English. Love, food, and pantomime sufficed. Pasta was drying all around her house as Chincata helped her create the Feast of the Seven Fishes on Christmas Eve. Before bed, she would prepare him a dessert of vanilla ice cream, ginger ale, and red wine. Cooking has been a pleasure and a way of life for Chincotta ever since. I learned at a young age how food brings family together. I have long days full of long hours, but seeing people enjoy my food and having a good time is what I get a kick out of, he said. Although the coming months will see the space incrementally transform from its previous format into the vision for Ravello's, the new menu is being served now. Already, Friday nights see the tables turned over twice. The eatery offers seasonal Italian fare with appetizers such as arancini, grilled squash, and calamari. A diverse selection of salads, compliments, traditional entrees including chicken piccata, shrimp fra diavolo, and a comforting Sunday dinner. Pasta is made fresh daily, as is the tiramisu. Ravello's is open for dinner Tuesday through Thursday from 5 to 9 p.m. and from 5 to 10 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Deadline to license uh, all dogs and cats is March the 15th. It's time to do the annual renewal of your pet license, both dogs and cats. To comply with the Massachusetts General Law, Chapter 140, and the Belmont General Bylaws 60-200. Make sure you license by the March 15th deadline to avoid the automatic increase in fees and uh, $50 enforcement violations. If your, if your pet has an up-to-date rabies vaccination currently on file with the town clerk, renewal of the pet license can be accomplished in fewer than two minutes by renewing and paying online. The convenience fee uh, for a $12 pet license is just $1.22 more. First-time licenses for new pets must be by paper application with a veterinarian certificate of rabies vaccination. At the homepage for the town at http colon slash slash belmont.ma and uh, then the license, and then what you do is uh, the license may uh, my pet online. If the system does not allow you to renew online, you need to send us an updated rabies vaccination certificate uh, to the town clerk at belmont-ma. Or you can fax to 617-993-2601, and we'll update the record, and you'll be able to to license online immediately thereafter. 
The fees applicable to the January 1st uh, through the March 15th period are sprayed and neutered cats and dogs at $12 or $9 if the owner is 60 years or older. Unaltered cats and dogs are $37 or 34 if the owner is 60 or older. Beginning March 16th, the fees increase significantly. And now over to Claire. Thanks, Bob. Nomination papers for April 7th town election are available and are due February 18th. The town clerk announced that nomination papers for town offices are available for individuals running for office in Belmont. All candidates must be registered voters of Belmont. In addition to many town-wide offices, 12 representative town meeting members are elected for three-year terms to represent each of our eight voting precincts. This year, there will be also some partial term openings for town meeting. Vacancies are created by members moving or resigning. Annual town meeting takes place in the spring and typically lasts for a total of six evenings, customarily Monday and Wednesday, commencing in early May and early June. Town meeting makes all of the decisions about the town's budgets and local bylaws. Belmont's government is a representative town meeting, which means that only town meeting members can debate and vote at town meeting, unlike the open town meeting form of government. Stop by the town clerk's office to pick up nomination papers. Have your neighbors and friends who are registered Belmont voters sign your nomination papers and submit the signed forms to the town clerk by the deadline at 5 p.m. February 18. The town clerk's web pages contain quite a bit of information to help make a decision to seek office at http bit dot ly dash 3a nfp 23 then select elections running for elected office and town meeting feel free to call us at 617-993-2600 or email at townclerk at belmont dot mass dot gov running for election is simple to be nominated for townwide office, signatures of at least 50 registered Belmont voters are required on the nomination papers. That's 5-0, registered voters. The town clerk must certify these signatures, so we always suggest obtaining about 20% more, just to be safe. To be nominated for town meeting, Signatures of at least 25 registered Belmont voters of your precinct are required on the nomination papers. The town clerk must certify these signatures, so we always suggest obtaining about 20% more just to be safe. Some current town meeting members will be asking the voters for re-election, but all 12 seats are available in each precinct. Running for re-election to town meeting, Current town meeting members whose term of office expires in 2020 have already been sent a letter asking if the person will seek re-election. Deadline for the return of the signed response letter to the town clerk is for, was 4 p.m. January 28. Here's a list of offices that would be filled by April 7th, annual town ele- election, as of December 2019. 
Moderator, the number of seats to vote is one, and the term of office is one year. Board of Selectmen, the number of seats to vote is one, and the term of office is three years. Treasurer, the number of seats to vote is one, and the term of office is three years. Board of Assessors, the number of seats to vote is one, and the term of office is three years. Board of Cemetery Commissions, the number of seats to vote is one, and term of office is three years. Board of Health, the number of seats to vote is one, and the term of office is three years. Members of the Housing Authority, the number of seats to vote is one, and the term of office is five years. Trustees of the Public Library, the number of seats to vote is for two, and the term of office is three years. Members of the School Committee, the number of seats to vote is for two, and the no term of office is three years. Town meeting members for full term, each of the eight precincts, the number of seats to vote is 12, and the term of office is three years. Term town meeting members for partial term for the following. For precinct one, the number of seats to vote is one and the term of office is one year. For precinct five, the number of seats to vote is one and the term of office is two years. For precinct seven, the number of seats to vote is one and the term of office is one year. For Precinct 7, the number of seats to vote is one and term of office is two years. Here's Max now. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> Problems with Property Taxes, an editorial by Diane Tortola Di Didio of Trowbridge Street. I am quite sure that I am not alone when I say that the latest tax bill left me stunned. My tax bill for the third quarter is $936 more than the bills for quarter one and two. On top of that, I have been reading and hearing about plans for a new library. Am I losing my mind, or did we not vote against building a new library just a few short years ago? Where did the money come from to have architectural plans drawn up for one? Now we're going to be faced with more overrides in April and in November. My question is this, when will this insanity end? My relatives and friends are leaving Belmont because they are not going to be able to pay the ridiculous increases in our taxes and know that there is no end in sight. I am a third-generation Belmontian, and my sons are fourth-generation. We want to remain in our homes, but we do not have an unlimited amount of money to pay ever-increasing property taxes. I am speaking for many people with whom I have discussed the problem of our property taxes. It seems to us there is no fiscal responsibility with our elected leaders, including the members of the select board. Would it not be more reasonable to tackle one project at a time? The $300 million new high school is years away from being built, yet people want a new library, a renovated police station, a new skating rink, etc. The list goes on and on. It is very disturbing to me that the attitudes of those people who seem not to care about the increasing taxes is that if people don't like it or can't afford it, we can just move. My attitude is that if you are dissatisfied with Belmont so much that you want everyone to pay for new everything, then maybe you should move. We need to apply the brakes on this crazy and irresponsible spending spree and start living within our means. That is, what the average person in Belmont can afford, not only the wealthy and entitled. I have tried to be a responsible person and have planned for my retirement after a 25-year teaching career. I always put money away in a retirement account and lived within my means. When I retired a few years ago, I thought I would do so comfortably. 
but it makes me very uncomfortable that if the property taxes keep going up the way they have been, I will not be able to live in Belmont as I have done for 67 years. This may not matter to some people, but it should. We all want a town that is pleasant to live in, but sadly, not all of us want a town that is affordable to those who have worked hard, paid taxes for over 40 years, and want to stay here. However, I believe that the majority of people in Belmont do want an affordable Belmont. We could have renovated the old high school that is not even 45 years old, and we could have rebuilt the Underwood Pool without such extravagance. I am going to make a plea to our town representatives to start thinking about the impact that continued and irresponsible tax increases are having on the people who matter the most, those of us who have already contributed much to our town and who have lived here for many years. Again, an editorial by Diane Tortola Didio of Trowbridge Street. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Belmont High School uh, is competing in the WGBH uh, High School Quiz Show. Uh, the Belmont High School will be one of 17 teams from across Massachusetts who will be going head-to-head uh, in a battle of brains uh, on the season premiere of the uh, High School Quiz Show, WGBH's televised academic tournament, on Saturday, the 8th of February at 6 p.m. on WGBH2. Boston media personality uh, Billy Costa Hosts as the teams face quickfire questions in subjects including math, current events, science, literature, and history. The winner of the single elimination bracketed competition will be named the High School Quiz Show Massachusetts State Champion. The show's competing, uh, the school's, excuse me, competing on High School Quiz Show earned the highest scores on a written quiz at uh, WGBH's Super Sunday qualifying event at uh, WGBH uh, Studios in Brighton, Mass. In October, the Season 11 bracket included last year's defending champion, Boston Latin School, and three schools competing for the first time, Salem Academy uh, Charter School, the Taunton High School, and Waltham High School. At its core, High School Quiz Show is a celebration of statewide academic achievement, the dedication of, ed- of educators, and of course the hard work of the students, said executive producer Hillary Wells. From classmates to parents, uh, to everyone who loves the chance to test their knowledge, we hope that fans will tune in, play along at home, and cheer on their favorite teams. These are the schools that have secured their spot in the tournament. Acton-Boxborough Regional High School, Andover High School, Arlington High School, Belmont High School, Boston Latin School, Brookline High School, Lexington High School, Mansfield High School, Needham High School, Salem Academy Charter School, South High Community School, located in Worcester, Taunton High School, Waltham High School, Wellesley High School, and Whitman Hanson Regional High School. The premiere episode is the first ever high school quiz show wildcard match with uh, Tantasqua Regional High School of Fish of Fiskadale, Massachusetts, and Weston High School facing off in hopes of claiming the 16th and final spot on the Season 11 High School Quiz Show bracket. 
The taping for the Belmont High uh, show took place on Saturday, February the 1st, and Sunday, February the 2nd. View the matchups, times, and RSVP online. High School Quiz Show is Saturdays at 6 p.m. and repeats Sundays at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. on WGBH2. Episodes can also be streamed at WGBH.org and on YouTube. Longtime fans of the program can expect a fresh look and feel with a new logo, set, banners, and colors and more. High School Quiz Show is endorsed by the Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education and the Massachusetts PTA. Questions on the show are aligned with Massachusetts high school curriculum standards in subjects that include literature, history, civics, science, and math, as well as current events and general knowledge. Major funding for the high school quiz show is provided by Safety Insurance, Additional funding is provided by the Museum of Science, Massachusetts Teachers Association, the University of Massachusetts Amherst, Xfinity from Comcast, Subaru of New England, and Emerson College. And now on to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Be counted. Please return your town census. The Belmont Annual Town Census has been mailed to all Belmont households and vacant addresses to comply with Massachusetts General Law 51, Section 4. The return address is the town clerk and board of registrars of voters. Please keep an eye open for this white business envelope review. Complete it, sign it, and return as soon as possible to keep your resident and voter status active. A pet license application is included with every census for those who own cats and dogs. Parents of children entering the Belmont public school system should not return their census form by mail, but return it in person along with the other school-required documents in order to obtain a certified census for school registration. Why return your town census? The town census keeps your voting status and residency current and therefore keeps the voting list and lists of residents of Belmont up to date. If a voter does not return a census, the voter's status would automatically be changed from active to inactive, requiring the presentation of identification at the next election before being allowed to vote. In the presidential year, with its inherent high-volume votes, it's more important than ever to return the census. In addition, to keep voting status active, a returned census tells us you are still residing in Belmont and are entitled to a resident status for recreation, school enrollment, among other entitlements. It also helps the town plan and understand our demographic and demographics and population. Now, here's Max. Thank you, Claire. Further regarding the sentence, the census, excuse me, of special note for Belmont's veterans. If you have served on active duty in the military, please include an X in the column labeled U.S. Veteran on the town census form. This simple act allows our Veteran Services Officer, VSO, to maintain current records for our resident veterans. The Town of Belmont invites you to contact the Veteran Service Officer, VSO, to learn about VA benefits and entitlements, VA claims for compensation, military record requests, or other forms of assistance that may be available or of interest to you. Contact the VSO at 
617-993-2725. Again, that's 617-993-2725. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings around Belmont.